Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. Dick Johnson from DJR Team Penske, and you're on Inside Supercar. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Vell, joined by the seven times Australian champion, that being Jamie Wincup, who's up on the Gold Coast, managing your businesses, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, there's that going on on the side, but uh, my full focus is on being uh, the best racing driver I can be and representing Triple uh, Eight on track as best I possibly can. Well, I think you know how to do it pretty well, and I'm pretty sure that uh, you'll continue to do it for some time. Having made the decision, which I'm really pleased to see, because obviously uh, you do it well, and uh, that's something that we want to see continue on. The first question I really want to ask is, is, as a driver, in fact, was the number of drivers who suffered burnt feet or complained of burnt feet, some of whom were quite exaggerated, as you well know, did you have that problem with the, the floor of the uh, your ZB? Uh, yeah, I did. I had uh, quite hot feet towards the end of, certainly the first race. Um, yeah, the temperatures, the cabin temperatures were, were up slightly. Uh, the the footwell was certainly warmer than, than usual. Uh, but a lot, of the, a lot of the temperature comes from just the constant pressure over a long period of time when when the body's not used to it. So, to be honest, I wasn't any worse than I was in previous years for, for the first day of school. You generally, generally peak it hot. Plus, the factor of no safety car on day one as well was, uh, was certainly high also. So, all those contributing factors meant um, I was a little bit uncomfortable with 10 laps to go, but, uh, but no more than usual. Right, okay. Um... Yeah, well, we can't actually put it down to anything such as uh, uh, change of air overs, letting less air underneath the car or anything like that, you think? Oh, I think that could be a factor, for sure. No doubt. I don't think we should rule that out. Um, you know, the, the front splitter doesn't have the angle as what it used to, so potentially the air's uh, pushing through quicker rather than getting sucked up underneath the car and circulating. Um, so no, 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 that's certainly a factor. That's something we're, we're all looking into as teams. Okay. Um, second question is a two-part, really, because it, it involves um, the fairly negative, and I'm not meaning to highlight a negative, but the negative is around the Team Sydney thing. Um, you know, James Courtney pulling the pin, um, and you know the repercussions having you know have John O'Webb come out and say yes, the team's got Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola themselves coming out and saying that you know we are backing them and we're here and we're staying and Chris this car will be there. It, it's all negative press, which on top of the smaller crowd than certainly we're used to. I mean, I imagine you didn't see any reduction because I don't think you know that reduction every day would have been immediately apparent. But it's it's a lot of negative press so early in the year, isn't it? Oh, um, yeah, for sure, for sure. There's a lot of positive as well, so you got to got to make sure you mix the positive with the negative. Um, what happened with James and Team Sydney? That seems like a commercial um, disagreement there, which is why they decided to, to split. But um, as you say, Johnny's committed to running both cars. Um, great to see Coca-Cola, a massive brand, one of the biggest brands in the world, 
um, committed to the sport. So plenty of positives, some negatives. Um, that's what sport's all about. But putting your commission hat on and, and the supercars as a whole, it's not the sort of reporting you want when you think about uh, Holden, Adelaide Conjecture, and now straight into uh, what is supposed to be reinvigorating supercars in New South Wales and in Sydney in particular. Yeah. Oh, hey, I, you, everyone grabs on to the, the negative stuff well before they, they focus on the, on the positive stuff. You, you've only got to open up the local paper, <laughs> read, the, read the news at 5 o'clock every, every day, and um, it's just full of negativity. You know, that's just the way we're programmed. And, uh, unfortunately, people like to, the, the, the negative press probably gets more clicks than the, uh, than the positive stuff, unfortunately. But, um, Fortunate, fortunate, strong place. I've, I've never the parity probably never been as good as it has been. That was a huge, huge debate last year, um, which I believe will, will will go away. So full credit to Supercar for for getting on top of that and you know spending the money, doing the you know having the resources there to uh, to do a good job. Once again, don't want to be too premature right around the early days, but the early signs of that is it's uh, it's. Um, you know, we've got drivers that are that are getting looked well beyond supercars. We've got Scotty, you know, testing a, 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 a an Indy car, and you know they want him to, to move on to bigger and better things. So it's great to see the rest of the world are looking at um, supercars and the, and the drivers within it as a world class competition. So um, massive amount of positives. There's a little bit of negative going on at the same time. So I think we've all just got to mix it all into one. Now you have. Uh you have embraced and, you know, you really went red hot on the new Armour Oil Trophy for pole position, having the uh, record for pole positions. Uh, and then that was certainly a very positive message, the way you embraced that uh, Victor the Viking helmet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was pretty happy, obviously, to grab the first pole of the year uh, and then to go on and win the first first race of the decade. That was, that was a big deal to me. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Marketing people—they're always looking for new ways to uh, to promote the product, and I appreciate the the effort that goes into marketing. It's a bloody tough thing to get your brand ahead of everyone else's. Uh, Armour all been a fantastic uh, sponsor to the category for a long period of time. So um, no, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything out of line. I was just uh, just embracing the moment. Wonderful uh, qualifying sessions on both days, and the and the closeness of the category again demonstrated so fully. Um, you you must obviously, I mean, you, know, you, you had a great Saturday, but uh, Sunday, no, Saturday rather, and then Sunday wasn't quite as good. But you must be uh, um, pretty, you know, sort of wrapped to, to have the new format and be and appear to work so well. Uh, for sure. Format, as in, what do you mean by the format? Well, just the way in which the qualifying works, you know, the, the practice, taking the practice times, um, yeah. and then, uh, you know, having the, the going through to the only the second part of the qualifying, not having to go through the first part. Yeah, sure. So, so I, I like changing it up and experimenting and seeing what, uh, what works and what doesn't. I still think there's a bit of fine-tuning to be done there as well. Um, the fact that only four cars get through from Q2 um, into Q3 
three, oh, sorry, Q1 into Q2 is uh, is a little dicey. So I'd like to see that be six cars, uh, a little bit more more cars on the on the circuit. Um, so yeah, no, it's a little bit of fine tuning to be done, but all in all, uh, yeah, we've never done that Q1, Q2 straight into the shootout before. So no, I enjoyed it, enjoyed the the, the difference in it, and, but um, once again, I think we can keep evolving as it goes on. Yeah, and look, it's that fascinating thing where, you know, certainly the, the, the shocks appear to be working, um, as in going to a, a, a control shock, um, the change of aero, um, there seems some fine tuning on that because a few people complaining about uh, not being able to follow uh, closely. Did you ever find that at yep. any stage? Did you, that was a real uh, issue for no, you? No, I was like I was lucky enough uh, not to follow anyone in race one. And then in race two, I didn't quite have the pace. So I wasn't really on the attack. Um, but certainly listen to the comments from other drivers about the, about following. So that will get assessed over the first three race meetings. There'll be no knee-jerk reaction to error or changes or anything like that. We're just going to assess the cars at, at Adelaide, then at the Grand Prix, and then at Tasmania, and then... Supercars are forever in the background, analysing parity, performance, passing opportunity, all that sort of stuff, engine power. Um, so that, that, that's ongoing, but they won't actually do a full analysis until after after Tasmania. But um, from what we've seen, the parity looks fantastic. Um, there were some comments that it was hard to pass. We'll wait and see what happens at, uh, at the Grand Prix and then at, and then at Tassie to make a a full, uh, you know, get, get a bit more data before we um, before we start to do a bit more investigating. Well, it certainly helps going to such a fast track like uh, Albert Park in terms of, you know, gathering information and then, of course, a, a sub-minute uh, track like uh, Simmons. So it, it's a good combination. That's a commission thing, the way in which that's been handled, is it? Uh, yeah, correct, yeah. So you've got Adelaide, which is a bumpy street circuit. Um, with not a huge amount of straights. You've got the Grand Prix, which is a flat, uh, a flat fast-flowing um, aerodynamic circuit. And then you've got Tassie, which is really low drag with a couple of drag trips. So it's, it's probably the three perfect events to start the year as far as testing aerodynamics goes and, and drag uh, on a high level and a low level. So, um, yeah, well, after those three events, we'll get a really good picture of um, how both cars are performing. And fingers crossed, Early in this year, we um, we don't talk about parity anymore. That's all that's all old news. And um, supercar just do their thing behind the scenes, and we all just get about uh, do, get about our racing and trying to trying to get to the finish line first. One thing that was very different uh, was, of course, uh, the race week in Adelaide. And because on Tuesday there you were 100 k's down the road, having a test at a very different track. Um, it uh, um, was a very different format. Um, Obviously, the teams were pressured because you had to, you know, get to the track, unpack, and then pack up again and, you know, move back to Adelaide. Did that work from your point of view? Uh, from a personal point of view, it worked. It was instead of, uh, instead of going all the way down to Phillip Island, which is drive the airport, fly to Melbourne, drive to Phillip Island, do a day, drive back, fly home get home from the airport. Um, it worked from a personal point of view. There was a bit of negativity from some of the teams as well. So that'll be that'll be a point we'll analyse. We'll certainly analyse if uh, if the test date just before round one works. Um, as far as Pale and Ben goes, it was quite a it was a good 
Uh, it's a great facility for testing. It doesn't tear the tyres up. It's quite safe as well. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of positives, but we'll just make sure that it works from a personnel point of view. Everyone was away for a long period of time, so you've got to work out whether that was a good thing for the category or it was better to, to split them up and give the teams a little bit more opportunity to um, to tinker things um, after the test day before the before round one. So I'm, I'm sure that'll be a, a topic of discussion at the next uh, the next commission meeting. All right, wonderful, Jamie. I greatly appreciate, or both Craig and I appreciate you coming on the show today. And I look forward to personally catching up with you at Albert Park, particularly after you've had at least one session on track, just to talk about you know how the car feels at such a different venue um, to to Adelaide. Um, so, Jamie, uh, Jamie yeah. Winkup, thank you so much for joining us on Inside Supercars. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. And in, in, uh, yeah, we'll count it the Grand Prix tomorrow. Corley Jones gives us his thought of the week. So, good night from me. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.